You got the chill. The chill. The chill. The chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Everyone is so mean to me. I am Jim Rutledge. You never go full Rutledge. <laughs> There is not a lot of things more satisfying than watching a bush. That was uh, obviously tough to watch. Yeah, I think it is hard. We're not playing at the level we are expected to and we know we can't play at. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. What's that smell? It's the Packers offense and defense. Dinky. Emanating from Lambeau Field. They could use some Iron Jack. The whole team, all of Green Bay could use some Iron Jack. Now, I do have something. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. He's Hamilton. I'm Rutledge. We're presented by Coors Light. The Mountain Blue, you know what to do. And that's crush the Coors Light. Get into the show, 844-770-3776. Matt, when you drive through Kimberly, Wisconsin, and maybe you've never done this, but if you drive through... With someone who is not from the state or who does not normally drive through Kimberly, Wisconsin, do you make them aware that you did not just die uh, in the in the car and like drop the nastiest fart on the face of the earth, or do you is let that them near just Kakana? Yes, okay, the same the paper mill, yeah. Kimberly, Kakana. Yeah, it's same same difference. There, ah, yeah. okay. No, that is. <laughs> do you tell them like? Do you like give a warning? Because here's the thing: I was driving up with the folks from Express. They're from Oklahoma City. And we're driving through, and they're talking. And I let her finish her conversation, and I just said to myself, FYI, uh, nobody uh, farted in the car. This is just what the town smells like, just so you're aware. And she's like, oh, she's like, I'm glad you told me. I'm like, well, we had an incident that so, before. It was Marissa Reamer, who's been on the show. Marissa's been on the show a few times. And so she had driven up to Green Bay. I think it was Marissa... Maybe Molly was in the car, and there's another guy who doesn't work here anymore who was in the car as well. And they had not driven through Kakana, Kimberly area in a long time. And when they drove through, they thought they blamed the, the guy. For yeah, farting. they thought he was fart. And then like <laughs> so I got Molly fired. and Marissa definitely <laughs> yeah. don't fart. And then he got fired. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, here's, the, here's the funny but do part. Do you warn people? Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. So there is places like that in Canada that we drive by, and I made the mistake one time not. Not realizing it was a paper mill, it started to smell. I thought someone farted, so I rolled down the window, and then oh, the entire worse. car got way, way worse. And I realized my mistake. So, no, I wouldn't warn them. I'd still think it was funny. It's still funny, like a fart when they smell something like bad. She like you know what I mean? for a second. And I'm like, I gotta, I gotta clear this up. They cannot go back to Oklahoma City and be like, so yeah, everything was great, and uh, but. The gym just like died. <laughs> like, is it not? I mean, it is well, like. No, a, you can explain it later, but like, I'm still going to have remember, that little stupid grin and smile. Well, they was there like, for a minute. Oh, what is she that coughed, smell? And she talked for a good 35 to 40 seconds through all this. And then when she wrapped it up, and I'm like, I have to address this. <laughs> I have to wipe. <laughs> <laughs> 
My fault, guys. Yeah. We need to pull over. <laughs> They're just going to think it's part of the Wisconsin diets is all. They're going to go back to Oklahoma being like, I know yeah. we eat a lot of barbecue, but the cheese, guys. Yeah. You also you also could go the other way, that if you were holding it, that's the time to let it go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, realistically, yeah. when you hit that, you're like, oh. <laughs> That's some strategy right there. Yeah, I feel like. Oh my god! Yeah, prime time's a, a shameless crap dust. Oh thing, no, so no, like, no! People, people in the car with me are just used to that smell. That's oh, all it is. Yeah, oh, gross! <laughs> Sheets. Stinky <laughs> Ryan Wollersheim. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Wollersheim, the Kakana of ESPN Madison. <laughs> <laughs> they call me the Galloping Ghost. What can I say? Oh my oh. gosh! Ah, eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Do you? Keep it to your... Here, how about this then, Jim? If, yeah. if you're willing to warn them that there's a stinky town I coming warn up... Them. I explained it. We were already in it. I didn't like uh, give them a heads up like it's going to stink. were you thinking about it? And then she's just talking? And- so here's what happened. I completely forgot. And we're driving through. Ah, and then I so smell it. And then she's think. talking. Okay. And then she coughs. Which I think was one of those like, oh, this is a strong smell. Like I got to cough to like <laughs> gather myself cough. And then I was like, all right, well, I got I to gotta make this clear. Because I cannot have that... Right. I don't want that on my reputation. <laughs> or Molly's for that case, but I think they would blame me. <laughs> Molly smells like a paper mill. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad she left for the day. <laughs> Isn't here to be upset with me for saying she smells like a paper mill. <laughs> uh, Very neutral smell for Molly Brown. <laughs> if you didn't know, apparently uh, Matt Hamilton was sitting next to Molly Brown. Yeah. He's reporting she smells like a paper mill. Like Kakana. <laughs> <laughs> Did he say that again? No. I'll give you one pronunciation and no, that's just, it. Just say Kakana. <laughs> no. Why not? Because uh, you're going to cut it in some weird way what? and embarrass me later. How? You go back and find that audio and you can use it later to embarrass uh, me. Uh, I'm not going to gift it to you, Ryan. What <laughs> one word would you use to describe uh, Jordan Love so Kakana. far? <laughs> New word. I'm describing him as Kakana. Uh, Jordan Love, we have flat, boring, underachieving, average, underwhelming, disappointment. So, not great. I think flat is my favorite because it's it's so truthful but it's still like kind of soft. It's like we're not we're not mad at you Jordan, we're just disappointed. And I'm You're just saying, a little flat. You unequivocally he's been bad so far. I'm not saying he's bad forever because mm-hmm. he's a young player. But And someone said average, but that's not a that's, No, he's not average. He is not even close to average. 32 in the league in like every stat is not average. So like let me ask you this question as a Packers fan. Let's say that you get the seventh pick. So now you're not getting uh, Caleb Williams or Drake May. Those are kind of the two one-two punch here. I think it could be Ewers from Texas could maybe get there. He got hurt, so maybe he doesn't quite get uh, the hype. There's uh, maybe a guy, Washington's Penix qu- from Washington. Penix from Washington could be Ooh, another guy. That'd be cool. And um, Bo Nix from Oregon. Bo Nix, Bo Nix, well, I'm out of but Bo Nix from oh, Oregon, right. and then uh, the quarterback from Duke, Riley. Oh, Riley Leonard. Riley Leonard would be another one. So, like, that's kind of your mix. Would you prefer just playing hypothetical because this is kind of where we are right now? No, I'm asking you. Would you rather the Packers because they have, I think, other needs? So let's even make it clear. Let's say they have the third pick. Would you rather them? Take uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. and then trade whatever other draft assets you need to to get like Kyler Murray and bring that contract in. But Kyler Murray, he's got some pelts on the wall. Like, would you <laughs> I'd take like Gardner Minshew at this point? Well, that's that's Jordan Love. No, I would look at the stats. True, yeah, that's you're right. Jordan Love, right? You're right. As you're climbing up the tier, 
Jordan Love needs to aspire to be. He's really yeah, Tyson Bajan. If you want to take right? baby steps, yeah, Gardner Minshew is your next level that you're trying to get to. You know, and sad. We, but. we uh, you know what? We we have a minute here. Uh, you had created a new level meter. I did, though I wasn't planning to use it, unveil it till tomorrow. Oh, you want to unveil it tomorrow? Yes. So, all right, because I wanted to give Jordan Love stats. It needs a little honing. Yeah, it, and we're, we're getting there. We're yeah. going to get some audio elements together. It's going to be really good. Okay. I believe you. Thank you. He believes in you as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what? What we can say for sure is Jordan Love, the word you cannot use for Jordan Love is winner. But you can use that word for Ho Chunk Gaming Madison. That's where winners go. Go be a winner. Go to Ho Chunk Gaming Madison. Money has been won all of October. Go be a winner. You got a few more days uh, to go be a winner in October. Go get dressed up and go trick or cashing, trick or uh, slotting over at Ho Chunk Gaming Madison. Just make it up. Go pull some uh, slots and win some cash at Ho Chunk Gaming Madison this Halloween. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to throw some stones in a minute, Matt Hamilton. He's Hamilton. I'm Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Packers are rough. We're going to talk about that with Jason Wildey. The one thing that I think some people who are calling for Matt LaFleur's head are missing out on, and we're live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Get to the show, 844-770-3776. Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. One thing I think people are forgetting, like they're calling for Matt LaFleur's head. Who's calling for Matt LaFleur's head? Plenty of, plenty okay. of fans. And here's the thing. If Matt LaFleur is fired, Jordan Love's done with the Packers. A new... Like you could you have a wor- like you know an honor of uh, Matthew Perry or as Chandler Bing could you have a worse quarterback as a piece to dangle to bring out an attractive coach in here like you think Ben Johnson from the Lions is going to want to come to Green Bay and coach Jordan Love like if the Packers have like the tenth pick and they have Jordan Love and nothing else that's not an attractive job because now you have a quarterback who doesn't look like he's it as far as like a stud maybe he could be a an NFL starter. But honestly, that's the first step you're trying to figure out from Jordan Love. Can right. he be an NFL starter? And that has not been proven. So this job is not attractive right now because you don't have a quarterback and you don't have the assets or the ability to go get one right now. Well, so if you're calling for LaFleur to be fired, understand that Jordan Love is then immediately done. If you're calling for LaFleur to be fired, you don't understand what he was brought in for in the first place. He was brought in to take an elite team with elite talent and bring them back from a struggling and stale offense. And he did that by, like, wonderfully. And now he's, instead of being like, you have all these genius players on your team with Devontae and Aaron Rodgers, he's like an MIT teacher teaching grad students right now. Now he's got a whole team of, like, toddlers who he's trying to teach the alphabet. Like, this was not what we brought him in to do. We, I, I understand that's a, it's a coach's job, but like he took a job with elite talent. Like we were on the precipice of making a Super Bowl, and that's why they brought him in is to do that. Didn't get it done, but he had some really fantastic seasons because that's what he was prepared to do. Matt Lafleur doesn't like. I don't know if if we all thought he was a guy that could take an offense and like teach a quarterback how to play football and like really develop a team. 
But we didn't bring him in to develop a team. We brought him in to get the most out of our aging st- like talent. And he certainly did that. So the fact that you're calling for his job now I think is outrageous because this wasn't in his job description. He didn't think he was going to have to deal with essentially a bunch of babies on offense. And that's that's what I, I, I don't want to like give him a free pass because it's still your job as a coach to get the most out of your team. But this is not the team he had initially signed up for, and we're asking him to go above and beyond and babysit a crazy young team, the youngest wide receiving yeah. core and like receiving core ever. And yeah, to your point, you could be asking a high school teacher or a college professor to, to then teach elementary school. That, and exactly. it's not necessarily their skill set. You might be able to get it done, but it's going to take some time to adjust. Uh, Josh Madison uh, wanted to say, I hate to say it, but I have to agree with the Bears fan. That would be me. <laughs> KBN are trying to tear down the entire franchise with no understanding of the next step. And I was talking to a fellow Bears fan at the trio, and the thing that the Packers are the most dangerous of falling into this trap is that nobody's going to be on the same schedule. And I know we got to throw stones here in a second. But if you fire... Well, we're not on schedule either. Right. If you fire LaFleur, <laughs> that means a new coach is going to come in and they want a new quarterback. If you fire... So that'd be the first step. So that means Jordan Love is done. So that means or you fired Goody. Because if you bring in a new coach and you force them to have Jordan Love, that almost never works. Unless you have, I mean, if you have Aaron Rodgers, fine. But if you have a young developmental, this is how these teams roll downhill. Mm-hmm. Is you get nobody's on the same clock. I and mean, you can talk to the Jets, right? The Bears, Darnold. Look right? at all the coaches. Because then, what did Jordan Love have going for him? He had this sort of like uh, same coach, same offensive coordinator, same system the whole whole three years, you know, pushing three and a half, almost four seasons in the NFL of the same guy. And then you have, so then as soon as you bring in someone new, they're going to bring a new system, but they're not as bought in on Jordan Love because he wasn't their guy, their pick. And then you have Goody, who has a new coach, but Goody might not be on the same clock as that coach if the coach looks good and the players look bad. So now all of a sudden, everyone's on a new clock. And if that quarterback doesn't hit, it doesn't the right system fit, then all of a sudden it just rolls. Because like, is Jordan Love the right? If some guy's coming in to run, to run the system that works for Josh Allen, that's not going to work for Jordan Love. So it all just rolls downhill. We'll talk about that more with, with Jason uh, Wildey next, but let's throw some stones. The guys think they have the answers to everything. I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. Yeah, guys, time to throw some stones on Rutledge and Hamilton. We all know sticks and stones may break our bones, but words, boy, do they confuse me. Audio confuses me, too, sometimes, as Chris Orr could attest. Um, But the one thing I'm most curious to ask you guys about is that Obviously, the Packers wet the bed again on Sunday, but the probably the worst outcome of either team was Kirk Cousins tearing his Achilles in that game. Uh, Kirk Cousins been having a pretty great season, and now the Vikings finally back to four and four. Kirk Cousins was kind of seen as like the possible darling of the trade deadline. Other teams might be going after him, but now I'm curious: Do you guys feel like the Vikings should try and find another quarterback to salvage their season? Still, I mean, they're still in the playoff hunt. Um, I'm curious what you guys think, Jim. So I've seen rumors floated about Jameis Winston and Josh Dobbs, who has now been demoted from starting quarterback to a and/or situation with Kyler Murray and their third string quarterback. So if Kyler Murray is ready, then go to Murray. Otherwise, then go third stringer. So Dobbs is out, and so is and then as far as out as a starter, and a Jameis Winston obviously a backup. So he yep. could be a guy that would make sense for the Vikings because I believe Nick Mullins is out another week or two. He's their main backup. So I guess they really depend on the health of Mullins because otherwise. 
a, I'm guessing that guy was undrafted or drafted pretty low. I'd never heard of the Nick quarterback. Yeah, no, the kid that came in yesterday. Oh, Jaron Hall. Yeah, BYU. He's I, been around for 10 years. I had no idea who the hell that was. I had to Google it at the game. So I'm like, who is this? Yeah. Well, I thought it was Mullins, and I was so confused. That kid is not ready for prime time. So <laughs> uh, he lucked into some plays that worked out and worked against the Packers, but they need a quarterback or they're cooked. Yeah, I, I think they have to go for it because four wins is already too much to get that next quarterback and look for like that high draft pick. Like they're they've got enough talent at the wide receiving position where they're they'll get some more wins. They have I mean, still gonna play the Packers. <laughs> so <laughs> I just I just feel like uh you gotta salvage this season as best you can. Um yeah, that there might have been an idea that you could trade Kirk Cousins for some draft capital, and that was like your way to like tank or you know like re- kind of start a rebuild without truly rebuilding. I don't think they can make that move now unless every player other than like Justin Jefferson and Addison are like fire sale available. Otherwise, the Vikings, I think they gotta put their nose to the grindstone and try and get it done. All right, interesting. One one, uh, one possibility I want to throw out there to you guys, see what you think, is that there's a backup in Dallas right now who grew up in Minneapolis. Well, Trey, Trey Lance. Lance. Throw up, maybe, maybe try to get a third-round pick. Maybe that way Dallas recoups some positive sort of draft capital. Yeah, but know. there's like... Two San Francisco backups on your roster. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't. I can't imagine that the Vikings are going to try to do something. They want to get a guy who's at least won some games. Yeah, fair. I mean, right. no matter what you think of Trey Lance. I mean, honestly, what did they trade for Trey Lance, Dallas? Uh, Dallas traded a fourth-round pick. And like a peanut say. butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah, I yeah if that. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think the Vikings would give a fourth for Trey Lance. I think they'd have to give a third. Probably. Right, that's what I'm saying. I don't even think they'd give a fourth. But they, they probably could get Jameis for like a fifth or a fourth or, or Joshua Dobbs, too. Like, you probably get them on a flyer. Sure. And help yeah. you win games more. Yeah. You could probably it. you could probably give Arizona a half eaten hot dish for Joshua Dobbs right now. <laughs> hot <laughs> dish. A little tater tot hot dish. Well my Minnesota people know. That's what they call casserole in Minnesota. They call it oh. hot dish. All right. The Minnesotans feeling pretty good. World with traveler. Matt. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. I Over. mean, no, it's so dumb. Over it's in Minnesota, casserole. they call it the hot dish. Yeah. yeah. It's all, like, what, do you have a lot of cold dinners that you got to specify that this one's warm? We've all seen Fargo, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we you know, Minnesotans feeling good with their hot dishes. Badger fans upset after losing to Ohio State. But worst of all, we were denied the pleasure of watching Jim Rutledge dance outside of Camp Randall. Jim had said that if the Badgers pulled off the upset, he would do any dance of our choice outside of Camp Randall. We posted on social media. Obviously not going to happen. So I do want to still ask you guys, if you could choose a dance for the other to do any dance, embarrassing, funny, classic TikTok, whatever it is, what would you want to see the other host do? Jim, I want to start with you. I want Matt to, um, I guess Strofe would be the, um, I forget the, a uh, baby in dancing, Dirty Dancing. <laughs> yeah. uh, I want Hamilton in the full Swayze. Me to be Swayze? Uh, you know, want, you know the, uh, the A shirt sort of like undershirt, you know, and then uh, the black pants and doing the whole like Dirty Dancing. He's got to do the okay. whole thing. Okay. And then lift. Strofe uh, into the air <laughs> as he runs down, but he has to start with nobody puts baby in the corner and then do the whole dance, the whole thing. Wow, yeah. I don't know. Strofe been eating a lot of chicken tenders recently. Yeah, you might have trouble lifting him, Matt. Yeah, no, I, I'm sure I would. All right, uh, Jim. I don't know. I just think it because Jim kind of grew up in this time and he'd probably be an absolute all star at it. I think Jim just. Giving it A plus effort at the Macarena would just be. That's 10 funny. Out of 10. I had that as one for you. 
But I, and I so as a compliment to Matt, I think Matt would sell the Swayze thing hard. Yeah. And so yeah. that's I why mean, I already have a V-neck that yeah. is perfect yeah. for that. Oh, V-neck. Yeah. Yeah. Like I got a deep enough shirt where we can pull that off. Yeah, I, I just need some chest hair, and we'll be in. We'll be in business. Oh, I could get that for you real quick. Did Swayze have chest hair? I feel like he. Did. I feel like he was one of those. The chest- 80s. No, it wasn't. It, yeah, it was the eighties, Jim. Swayze had <laughs> everything. Yeah, chest chest hair. Yeah. He, he didn't wax like everyone uh, nah, does now. Are you kidding me? It, no way. I'm gonna look up the photo now. That was the like time where everybody effect. loved Olsen too, and just like me, was into a thick bush. <laughs> Whoa! Hey there, a now. chest bush. Chest what? bush. Yeah. Some Just those, coming right off the top button, you know what I mean? Some of those chesticles. Selick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Selick. All right, well, it's safe to say I like the uh, picture that Jim painted a little better than Matt's today. So, fair Jim, enough. fair enough. You get this one. All righty. Johnny Castle. I'm trying to I'm trying to get a better picture of it. That's the character in Dirty Dancing. Johnny Castle? Yeah. There was... Uh, I, I'm trying to. I'll find a better angle there. We'll figure out if Johnny Castle had chest there. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year, Jason Wilby. I'm not in a mood for drama tonight, Jason. Why are you always trying to stir stuff up, Jason? Is on Rutledge and Hamilton. I don't know if I will go as far as you will. With Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. <laughs> All right, boy. All right. There be good. <laughs> Presented by Coors Light. Jason Wilde joining the show. I saw Jason at the uh, trio. He was part of doing our, our pregame stuff and had a chance to talk to Jason before the game. And uh, now we get a chance to talk to him a little bit after the game. And Jason, from my seat, there's a lot, a lot of blame uh, to go around. And I'm sorry, a good chunk of it still falls on Jordan Love. He's not a fully cooked turkey right now, but it's been it's a bad turkey so far. It is far from cooked. And so... I wanted to get your thoughts on the Packers' offense and love and, and kind of where where this all falls with him because there's no good answers. And I want to talk to you about the, the Packers getting off schedule here with their quarterback, which could be happening, but I wanted to list, first get your thoughts on how much of the blame of this flat offense, this uh, impotent offense, bad offense, falls on, on Jordan Love as opposed to all the other pieces around him. Now, first of all, back up. Yeah. So tomorrow is Halloween. Yeah. And you went with a turkey analogy. Uh, Should I got a pumpkin? Not a fully turkey. Well, I'm just saying, like, you know, is it a rotten pumpkin? Okay. Is it a pumpkin that hasn't uh, hasn't ripened enough yet? Like, that's fair. That's fair. Is it the popcorn ball of uh, trick or treat items? Is it the house that hands out pencils? Um, that's that's which fair. I always thought it was cool. To yeah. me, it kind of uh, to right. me it kind of seems like Jordan Love is getting all the way up to the door and then missing the doorbell <laughs> to ask for trick or treat. Wow. Just overshooting See, it a little bit or undershooting it a little with. bit. Yeah. All righty, there yeah. you go. Or and then and then he's uh, he's got some teammates who uh, have it's it's one of those houses that has like the take two pieces only sign in the bowl because they're not home. And he's got a bunch of teammates who are taking all the candy before he gets there, and then that's spilling out the bottom of their bags. They can't hold on to it. They're dropping. <laughs> um, 
look, look, you're you're right, Jim, and and certainly no, certainly you know bad offense when you see it because you've watched it so much as a Bears yes. fan. But so. but the bottom line is is that you know I I don't think, and you you're actually the one who said this to me a couple weeks ago, and it it really resonated with me. Uh, and and I don't want to misquote you, so correct me as I go through this. But you were we were in one of our conversations about Trubisky mm-hmm. and about how you know quarterbacks fail. And I, you said something to the effect of it doesn't really matter why they fail, whether it's you know a bad offensive coordinator, a bad scheme, or not skilled guys around them, or their own inadequacy as a quarterback themselves. All that really matters is that they fail. Yeah. Now you got to go get a new one. And, and in in Love's case, and, and look, I, I understood the logic behind it at the time, but I also said at the time that if this is how you want to approach it, there's going to be some really difficult fees ahead for the uh, SS Lafleur, <laughs> and that was we want all these guys to grow together. Yeah, well, if you're going to do that, then they're also going to experience growing pains together. Like Jaden Reed, for example, is one of the guys that I think ha- has the makings of being a good player eventually. I feel the same about Dontavion Wicks, who had a crucial drop when they were trying to rally late. I feel the same about Luke Musgrave, who, if he can stay healthy, again, he, he's, he's got the dimensions and the athleticism to be a really, really good NFL tight end. But he's nowhere close to being that yet. But Jaden Reed... You know, first of all, he has the interception ripped out of his hands on a catch that he should hold on to. But also, LaFleur was given an example today about the, the mistakes that these guys make that even on an explosive play that he had on a route down the seam, well, he ran it wrong. And if he runs it correctly, it's probably a touchdown. But he ran it as if he was going against two high safeties and he was only going against one. And there's a different angle to take. And he screwed it up. And that's what Young players do and that's been my argument from the beginning is whether it's your evaluation for Jordan Love or it's your evaluation of Matt LaFleur and his offense being run the way it's supposed to be run as opposed to all the adjustments and all the things that Aaron Rodgers could do that mere mortals can't or it's just winning damn football games all those things are much harder to evaluate or accomplish when you have this huge of an experience discrepancy on the offensive side of the football. That's what they've chosen to do. And as Matt LaFleur said, I'm going to focus on the things that I have complete control over. That is our circumstance today. And that is what they are. They're a young team, and he can't do a darn thing about it. So he's got to figure out a way to make it work. And so far, he has failed to do that. I said that basically to kick off our show, Jason, that there's there's so many X factors on this team. And when I say X factor, it's like, like an unknown, that it's hard to Put your finger on what the issue is because Jordan Love might look like he throws the wrong ball, but it's it's Romeo Dobbs who ran the wrong route. But it, it you know it's it's going to make Jordan Love look worse than Romeo Dobbs. It looks like Jordan Love missed the pass. So I I think you're spot on when you say that there's it's hard to tell. We don't know what, how to truly evaluate these guys right now because there's so many people that are making mistakes. Yeah, and and look, I would I I, I understand why he can't do it. But I would love for Brian Gutekunst to come out and say, hey, guys, look, uh, I did this on purpose. Like, don't get after Lafleur for this. I'm the one who decided to do this and rip the Band-Aid off with such a young group. 
and and I'm I was prepared to go through this. I know we got some veteran players who don't want to be on a team that is that struggles as much as ours does. But I wanted to do this so in 24 and 25 we'd get all these growing pains out of the way this year and they could really be good in the next couple of years. And that was my call. I decided to do that. I decided to not bring back Mercedes Lewis. I decided not to bring any veteran wide receivers of any sort onto this team. Uh, I don't need to evaluate Jordan based on this year. I want to really evaluate him next year. That's why we signed him to that kind of placeholder deal and didn't give him the fifth-year option because I'm not sure about him, but I'm sure enough to know that I want to see two years of him and I want to see what he can do next year when all these guys have gotten a ton of experience. Like He's never going to say that, but if he did, I think it would change the way at least some of us are viewing what they're going through because there are those that, you know, there's LaFleur has lost the team and LaFleur's offense sucks and they should make changes, which I'm not, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine today who's pretty plugged in, and I said, I don't think LaFleur is going to lose his job over this season. I don't think they're going to lose, like, they're not going to go 2-15. and 15. But I would say this, I think he's probably going to have to think seriously not only about changing defensive coordinators, which it feels like we haven't talked about in a while because they've been okay, but I think there's probably a chance he's got to think about seriously changing offensive coordinators next year. You know, it, it just seems like there's not, you know, the, maybe there were there have been guys, or maybe Nathaniel Hackett was that guy for LaFleur, that in 20 and 21, those two were really vibing. And it just feels like whether it's the passing game coordinator slash wide receivers coach Jason Brable, or it's Adam Stenovich or whoever it is, you know, it doesn't feel like LaFleur is surrounded by a group that's helping him pick up his own failings. I don't know if that's the case or not. That's just sort of the vibe I get. And, Jason, as you say all this, it just – now there's one part of this that LaFleur has the the wins. But, again, my expert, expertise in back quarterback play, this also just feels like a team grasping at straws. And it doesn't – going back to what I said, it doesn't matter how it – if Matt LaFleur gets fired, if somehow they win three games and he gets fired – Jordan Love's done in Green Bay. Like, no coach is going to come in and say, I want Jordan Love as my starter. And I don't know how attractive the job would be because if they, let's say they have like the sixth pick and Jordan Love, they can't really go get a QB, a young one, and they're stuck with a QB who does not look like the next thing. So then you might not bring in a high level coach. But even if you do, then he's not on the same clock as the GM, and the GM's not on that same clock as the quarterback. And now all of a sudden the clock is off, which goes back to like, the floor's biggest advantage for Jordan Love was he had the same offense for three and a half, nearly four years now. And look down at Chicago. Yep. Every new quarterback comes in, and their coach is fired in year one, and they have to switch the offense in year two. And then they're trying to learn that offense. And now you have, for an example, Getze trying to run an offense in Chicago that doesn't fit Fields, and Fields doesn't like Getze because they don't. They, he's not invested in Fields, and Fields is invested in him, and the whole thing falls apart. And like that's where the cycle gets going. So whoever Packer fans want to blame, it still goes back to my original point. It's all bad. If the floor is bad, you're screwed. So, Jason, you said Goody yeah. can't say that. Why can't Goody do what I was always told? Honesty is the best policy. If he came out and said, hey, I said at the beginning of the year, I hedged that this was going to be a little bit of a rebuilding year. I feel like it would be somewhat well-received if he gave us an honest answer. Like, hey, we knew that this was going to be this way. 
this is how we're going to find out who's capable of doing it. At least I feel like a little bit of pressure would be taken off him because he was like yeah. recognizing it. What? How would it behoove him to to not basically say that this is a rebuilding year? Yeah, uh, because these guys are all varying degrees of egotistical mm. and arrogant and want to believe that no matter what, they can win games. And so I, I'm sure I was talking about this with Demofsky after we got done with Lafleur. I'm like, I'm convinced that uh, on each side of the of the building on the football operation, I'm sure Goody is sitting there going, man, I gave these guys all this talent. These coaches don't know what the hell to do with them. They're yeah, sure, they're young, but they're super talented. We all know that, so why can't these guys do more with them? And LaFleur's on the other side going, yeah, it's great that they're talented, but they're so inexperienced, they don't know what the hell they're doing. I can't believe Goody gave me all these young guys to work with offensively. And that's not a healthy environment. I, I, I firmly believe that both those guys are feeling that to some degree, whether it's enough that there's friction. I, I don't know about that. I, I haven't talked to either one of them about their relationship with the other, but you know, to Jim's point about the kind of the quarterbacking biological clock, there is, and, and look, I don't root for these guys, I don't root against these guys, but there is part of me that it would be really fascinated by these guys being bad enough that they're in the same situation the Bears were last year, where, all right, do we stick with the guy? that is already here who's a young quarterback and still going through the process of maturing and could turn out to be pretty good, we think? Or do we start over with one of these top quarterbacks? Now, you know, they're going to have to lose basically their final 10 games and finish 2-15, and 15, I think, to be in that position. But what that would do is it would force Goody to be in the position of – very, very publicly, not with his words, but with his actions, to admit he shouldn't have drafted Jordan Love, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 then when you think back further and realize, okay, you did this in 2020 when your team was coming off of an NFC Championship game appearance, unexpected one at that with a first-year head coach. You pissed off however you want to feel about Aaron Rodgers is fine. He certainly is not uh, perfect by any means. But you pissed the guy off. Now, you could argue that he also lit a fire under him, and he played better in 21 and 22, and maybe he wouldn't have played as well had they not lit that fire. But you, you basically burn the house down by drafting this guy, and then for him to turn out to be not good enough to be the guy, and you have to publicly admit that by drafting another quarterback in the first round next year, I'm sorry, that feels to me that going back to being an ego-driven league, that sounds like an awfully hard pill for a general manager who put his reputation and his legacy on the line by picking Jordan Love for him to actually admit so publicly that he was wrong. So I, I don't know. It doesn't matter what I'm rooting for because whatever will be will be. But I, I still, if this really blows up to the point where they decide that Jordan Love ain't the guy and that they know that conclusively and they did all this for a guy who turned out by their own admission to not be good enough, boy, I don't like the end of that story whatsoever. 
Yeah, Jason, and we can, I know you got a hard out here, so I'll let you go because there's so much more to unpack with that. Matt was getting itchy. Uh, I was, I was. Yeah, but we'll I'll just text you. Uh, yeah, we'll text you then. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll share it off the air. We'll we'll, uh, we'll quote you on the air. Jason, thanks so much for making time for us. All right, fellas, take care. Be good. That's Jason Wildy. Listen back, Wisconsin on the Man, Apple, Spotify, and those great places. Brought to you by our good friends at Revive Restoration. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Rutledge and Hamilton continues live from the Everlight Solar Studio. He's Hamilton. I'm Rutledge. Presented by Coors Light. Mount's Blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. Matt, you are curling after this. Is that correct? Yes. I've got a doubleheader tonight. Oh, wow. Yeah, sister is out of town representing the United States at the Pan-Continental Curling USA. Championships. Which is... They don't give some sort of pass at the Madison Curling Club for this? Well, no, she's gone. So you got to find your you own sub. representing the country. Yeah, find a sub. And you decided to step in? Yep. <laughs> yep. I uh, I was like, Becca, I already play tonight, and I just got home from curling all weekend, and she said, I need your help, Matt, and I'm a good brother. But I did say I'm banking a favor, so you're going to owe me one, and I'm not, t- I'm not, I don't know what it is now, but you owe me one. There you go. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, I know you got to get out of here and we'll be watching the clock, but you could be looking at uh, you're watching a nice timepiece if you went to Chalmers Jewelers, get yourself a ball watch. They also have plenty of other watch options over there. Matt's used it uh, for some repairs on necklaces. There's obviously uh, the repair on the gold medal. Yeah. They're, uh, they make custom. So if you have a gold medal, they can fix yeah. it for you. <laughs> they specialize in <laughs> fixing gold medals. But, uh, you know, if you, let's say you, you see a ring style you like or your significant other tells you about a ring style you like for an engagement, well, Go to Chalmers Jewelers. Talk, talk to Scott. Talk to uh, Garrett over there and John, and they'll work with the custom jewelers, Garrett being one of them, to make that piece of jewelry for you. Yeah, uh, maybe Nana passed down an heirloom, but yeah. it could use a little bit of a facelift. Yes. They, that's what they were able to do. My mother-in-law asked if I knew someone that could work on a ring. I was like... Hold my Coors Light and yeah. watch this. And, or, I mean, <laughs> or it could be something that's a dumpster fire, and they can melt it down and then use the same metal, so at least you still have that essence of it. Of like, I know there's stories of that where, hey, this is not my style, but I can melt all this down and make something that is my style. They've yeah. done that as well. So they can do a lot of different things at Chalmers Jewelers. Ryan, you were smiling back there primetime. You sounded like you were just talking about the Packers franchise right so now. Melt it all can down. melt it down, rebuild, <laughs> rebuild get melt a new quarterback. Yeah, melt, yeah, melt it all together. keep the essence yeah. of what we have here. Keep Rashawn Gary. They just gave him a big contract. So Cal- I don't know who else. Colin Cowherd was talking about and i agree with them now There's three I, players on the packers that are untouchable and i don't know who is so who are the three players yeah, on the packers? yeah. Well, it's rashawn yep. yes kenny clark yep and then elton jenkins i'd say jair even though he no, has not no, been the same no, player no. jair can be traded away right now elton's still coming off his knee i don't know um but i'll give you elton I mean, two then for sure. Yes, absolutely. I, I'm not sure about Kenny, if I'm being honest. He's 28. He's got a lot of money coming up on his contract. He has one year left. I just don't know. Like, so you're maybe talking more, one year. But you're like, talking more timing than like. So you're right. Yeah, timing wise. Oh, so you think it's just Rashawn? I I'm really struggling to see if who you else. Gonna, it's not Jair. Elton Jenkins and Rashawn are the two most yeah. likely to be here when the Packers are, if they are Super Bowl contenders again. Yeah, I don't hear that. 
I agree with that. I mean, maybe, hey, who knows? Maybe Anders Carlson pans out. <laughs> he could be the next Mason Dude, Crosby. Dude, he's so uh, That's bad. a long shot. He got saved yesterday. If he you did. Get, he kicked Oh, that was amazing. I was listening to it. I was in it, that end zone. It was unreal. I almost felt it because I was like right to the right of the uh, that of that kick. resonates, <laughs> it? Yes. Oh, wow. When he hit the crossbar. And like half the team, I don't know why they were so late with it. Like almost everyone is off the field. And then they had to drag him back out there to kick it. And I mean, there were times in that game. Just... The Vikings were trying hard to give that away. Yeah, I mean, especially if Kirk Cousins got hurt. They were throwing the ball with that rookie who had no business throwing the ball. They were up with like three minutes to go, and they're still throwing it. I was turning to people around me saying, what, what are they doing? They, they run the ball, run out the clock. But look, they got a first down, and then they got the ball back from the Packers. But their backup quarterback was in there. The whole thing had turned against them. And this is where, um, to the idea of flat or passionless, like right. That is where, if Jordan Love was him, I think we all can say that he's not the next guy. If he was, he'd figure out a way to get it done. And he would figure out how to get the ball in the end zone. and Or even just show some fire. Kirk Cousins yeah. lit up Jordan Addison because they, they got a delay a game because Jordan was in the wrong spot. And after that play, Kirk Cousins comes over and he lights him up and then he pats him on the back and brings him into the huddle. But he was like... You need to be on your job. You need to do your things. And Jordan's been here long enough, and he is the leader of the team, that they at least need to see that. If if uh, if their guys are running the wrong routes, he needs to be lighting them up. To be the leader. Yes. And not, you just have to be demonstrative about it. Because yeah. Kirk Cousins very quickly like was very upset, but put his armor on him and brought him back in the huddle. It's just one of those things that he was passionate. Mm-hmm. It came across as passionate, not uh, rude. Jerk. Yeah. yeah, because, look, there's the Aaron Rodgers... Roll your the eyes, eyes, throw your hands up. Yeah, look to the sky to wonder if there's a greater power up there. Yes, as opposed to <laughs> and the, well, third and, eye and the yeah. the Jay Cutler, uh, you know, same sort of stuff. But that's not what Kirk Cousins did. And Jordan Love has the benefit of the doubt right now. He has no you know bad marks against him as some sort of bad leader. Is uh, he just seems to be passive, and that's part of owning the team too. If a guy's running the wrong route, you need to be. In his face. Do you think he's mirroring some of the energy that Matt LaFleur is putting out? Because Matt LaFleur does not seem super passionate. I think either. he's mirroring a lot not being himself. Or maybe this is who he is, but like Aaron Rodgers, he tries to be cool, calm, collected as well, which Rodgers, I think, especially later in the career, tried to project at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these these throws. And the problem is with, with Jordan Love, I think the mentality seems off. But again, he's not. This is an offense that you know requires being precise, mm-hmm. and I think the Packers have to change something a little bit for him to make it less requiring of him to be precise. Because some of these <laughs> throws they're asking him to make are tough throws, and he has to not only make them on target on time, and to get both those to happen at the same time mm-hmm. is, does not seem in Jordan Love's skill set right now. No. The on-time thing is not going well. We will talk about that uh, and the the Badgers and the Packers more tomorrow. Maybe Craig Council will be a Met tomorrow. We'll talk about that Uh, maybe. Guardian, you mean, actually. Well, the Mets are still in line to get it. What? This is Rutledge and Hamilton. No! Presented by Coors Light. No!